I just got back from France, and due to that fact, I now, of course, know everything about going to France. So I thought, since we had a bye week last week, I didn't want to leave you high and dry with nothing. So here we go with my five tips on how to tourist. This will be pretty specific to France, since <laughs> that's where I just was. By the way, I was also in Spain, and somehow that just never makes it into the narrative, even though Barcelona, was it better than Paris? I'll never tell. Anyway, let's get to it. Five tips. Tip number one, don't buy into the all French women wear this, or all French women would never go without this cosmetic, or all French women do their hair like this. Those articles that pop up, at least in my like Apple News feed, it, it's garbage. You're going to end up looking, if, if you just dress in the exact way that these articles want you to dress, you're going to end up looking like some kind of striped shirt, beige trench coat, ballet flat wearing cult member. Because guess who else is reading those articles? Like half of the other tourists that are going to France. <laughs> So if you want to dress like every other tourist trying to dress like a chic French woman, be my guest. But outside of the fact that French women are not a monolith and they wear all kinds of different clothing and do their hair all kinds of different ways and wear all kinds of different shades of lipstick, uh, you're, you're just not going to out-chic the French, you know? You're just not. And that's okay. Because you're not French. That's why you're going to France on vacation. Yeah. And it's okay. So just wear what you wear. Be yourself. Don't be pressured into all of that bullshit. Tip number two. Learning the language of the place that you're going to is such a nice idea, isn't it? It's just such a great um, reality these people must live in where all of us have the time to just pick up a few phrases in a new language, let alone two languages if you're going to France and a place like Spain or other non-English speaking countries. Yeah, I would love to just be able to pick up like 10 phrases in both of these countries' native languages but the fact is, I'm going on vacation because I'm busy and I'm very stressed. <laughs> and the idea of learning a new language is also very stressful and doesn't work well with the, you know, busy that I am. So here's, here's what I would say. Instead of stressing yourself out trying to learn how to order food in French or Spanish or Portuguese or Mandarin or wherever you're going... Just, like, really nail down four key things. Learn how to say hello, some kind of greeting, good morning, good evening, whichever. Um, learn how to say goodbye, have a good evening, or see you again. Please and thank you. Hello, goodbye, please and thank you will get you very far. Uh, and they're typically easy. And... Also, they're fun because <laughs> without fail, every time 
I walked into an establishment in France, I was I was greeted with bonjour. Like you can't just say bonjour. You can't say it like that. This is a this is a an extra tip on top of this tip. You have to sing it. Bonjour. 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 Like I don't know why, but it was very fun to do. <laughs> and you're going to pick up little things along the way cuz when you go to dinner, they're not going to meet you with a bonjour. They're going to be they're going to meet you with bonsoir. And you're going to be like, oh, that must be the bonjour of the evening time. So it's going to be fine, especially if you learn to say s'il vous plaît and merci. Please and thank you. It just gets you a long way with people. Most of the places you're going to go as a tourist will speak English. And it's not to be dismissive of that language. It's just to embrace the reality that is our busy, hectic American lifestyles. And we're just trying to go on vacation to rest our minds, which are just in a vice from birth till death. Anyway, tip number three. Pack not enough clothes. The, the tendency here, especially after reading those articles about all the things you need to bring to be French lady fancy you, you the tendency at least for me is to pack way too many clothes so that i have quote unquote options because you know you do that thing where you pack for the weather it's supposed to be and then you pack for 10 degrees colder and 10 degrees hotter as well because the weather is an unstable beast that's out to get us so there's that but also I don't know. I feel like anytime we're given an amount of space, we just fill it with shit. So you give me a suitcase, I'm going to fill that thing to the brim. But that's not necessary and it's also going to rob you of one of life's rare gifts, at least for someone like me. And that is to be in a very specific situation where you are compelled to buy something and because you feel it is a need and not what it is, which is just a desire, you are justified and you have no guilt in buying it. I love that feeling, and I don't get that feeling a lot. So pack not enough clothes so that when you arrive in the place that you're going, you can kind of feel the vibe, realize all of those articles that we're just trying to sell you shit, we're wrong. Shop in the local places and get something nice that you can have for years to come because everything is made better there, by the way. But you're going to have it and you're going to remember, I got this in Paris. I got this in Barcelona. I got this in Marseille. It's just going to be a special piece and you can wear it right out of the shop like I did. Um... Yeah, so don't pack enough clothes. Tip number four, carry on your luggage on the way there, if at all possible, and check your suitcase on the way back. This is a strategy, okay? And the strategy is 
You are going to buy things on vacation. You just are. You're going to buy clothes because you're going to see things you don't see here. They're going to feel especially special. And also, you look good in everything on vacation. So be careful what you try on. Usually when I go shopping in a physical store, which hasn't happened much in the last three years, but I'm starting to again, I do not look at the price of a thing. I just try it on. And then I think to myself, what is the price that I'm willing to pay for how good I look and feel in this thing? And then I look at the price. And that way I'm not like tricked into not trying on something that I feel is too expensive because I don't know how good it looks on me. And I won't try something on and think, well, this is, you know, it's really less than I thought it was, so it's probably worth it. That, that's never a deal. It's never a deal because you're never going to wear that. Or if you do wear it, it's probably going to last not very long because it's cheap. So when I shop on vacation, I reverse my methods. I check the price first. <laughs> Just because I have a tendency to buy things that on vacation I love and want to wear every day of that vacation. And then I get home and I realize there's really no context for me to wear this in my neighborhood. And I've gotten a lot better at that since just, you know, getting older and giving less fucks and realizing more of what my personal style is. But it can still get you, especially if you go on vacation with people. Like, friends are great, but they think I look good in everything. And I think they look good in everything. And you have to think you look good in it. And you have to think you look good in it in your daily life, not just in France, in front of the Louvre. <laughs> terrible, terrible pronunciation. But essentially, where were we? Oh, yeah, you're going to carry on on the way there. Also, because if you lose your luggage on the way to your vacation, it's devastating. Losing your luggage on the way home, it's an inconvenience. Because you got a bunch of your own shit at home. So, and the airline will lose your luggage. Like, I just, it's just, it's chaos out there, guys. I don't know when the last time you took an international flight was, or even a domestic fucking flight. But um, they're losing everything. It's crazy. <laughs> so, definitely carry on so that all of your stuff is with you. But on the way back, you're, you're going to want to check that suitcase because tip on top of a tip, you should pack in that carry-on a lightweight but large tote bag or make plans to buy one on vacation. I bought a tote bag on vacation because I knew exactly the tote bag I wanted. And I basically put all the things I bought on vacation in that tote bag and some of and displaced some of the like I made room essentially in my carry-on suitcase for things that I bought that were over the however many mills you're allowed to have three mills or something like that uh, mainly because European sunscreen is so much better than the ones we have here in America so anyway just remember that little trick. Pack yourself a tote or, again, forget the tote. You have a reason to buy a, a, a pretty European tote on vacation. Very convenient. 
And tip number five, it's our final tip, when in Rome. So mostly this phrase is intended to convey this idea that like when you go to a new place, you should try all the things that the people there do, even if you don't think you're going to like it, like food or experiences or just like go with the flow is kind of how I see that phrase. When in Rome, do as the Romans, but also... To me, it kind of means like quesara or akuna matata. <laughs> All of that to say that basically when in Rome, shit is going to happen because you're not Roman and you don't know the difference between the underground metro train and the above ground train train. And they call both of them the train. They call both of them the train stations. And yet they expect you to know the difference so that you show up on time for your bicycle tour to Versailles. But guess what? You're not going to because you went to the metro station instead of the train train station. So, but it's going to be fine. Because your tour guide is going to leave the tickets behind a column for you. And you're going to go pick them up. And you're going to take the very next train. And you're going to get to the bicycle shop and you're going to pedal your little ass off to catch up with the group. And everything for the rest of that day is going to go perfectly. Essentially, shit's going to go wrong and you're going to roll with it. Because even if you completely miss that bicycle tour or even if you have to wait an extra hour in line for the Louvre because you overslept or just overestimated how fast of a walker you are or you didn't realize that getting your check in France is actually kind of difficult because they find it rude to offer it to you before you like track them down for it even if all that you're still in France you're still in Spain you're still in Tokyo you know you're still on vacation so try and Tap into that. All your best laid plans, most of them are going to go great. And then like one or two of them are going to get fucked. And that's okay. It's okay. It's still going to be great. Don't forget to take pictures when things get fucked because those are usually the funniest ones. And that is basically it. Um, those are your top five tips uh you know what let's just quickly go through them again so tip number one french women are not a monolith and you will never out chic the french and the glowing skin that comes from free health care and eating the best cheese and bread there the world has to offer is not something you can attain so don't try and just be yourself and dress like yourself tip number two yeah learn the language but like keep it reasonable hello goodbye please and thank you tip number three don't pack enough clothes so you have an excuse to buy clothes when you're there tip number four that carry-on is gonna get stuffed with more shit that you buy on vacation so pack a tote or buy a tote because you're gonna want to check that bag on the way back and carry all your new goodies in that new goodie tote and then finally, tip number five, when in Rome, shit happens, you're going to be fine. And don't forget to take pictures when shit hits the fan because it's pretty funny. And everyone else is going to think it's funny, even if you don't think it's funny. <laughs> 
So thank you for joining me on this B-side. I am so sorry that it was only me, but honestly, who else would want to be here for this rant? It's just, it's pretty self-serving at this point, and this advice is not that good. Our next episode is amazing. We have a special guest star and special guest co-host, Rebecca Handler. You're not going to want to miss it. If you haven't already, if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. It's good for my ego, but also it bumps us up in the algorithm. It helps other people find our podcast, and sometimes other people like our podcast too. So that would be great. You can email us, breastcancerisboring at gmail.com. I will answer your email. Let us know what you want on the show or if you have any feedback or suggestions or stories. Um, do not send dick pics, but I feel like we've, we went over that pretty thoroughly. So everyone pretty much understands that rule. Anyway, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening. And until next time, au revoir.